It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radio KMAN, your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I'm not going to brag or anything. Oh, here we go. But uh, I, I just happened to get my hair cut at the same place as Will Howard. Whoa. I whoa, know. Whoa. I know. We have the same taste. And by the way, pretty much the same haircut. Yeah, I was going to say, dude. So I'm imagining where Will Howard and the Ford get their haircut. It's probably some fancy place. Probably costs 200 300 bucks a pop. Is your haircut? Is that is that right? Yeah, not even counting the tip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, you're like, if you have to, there's no prices because like, if you have to ask, you can't afford it, loser. That that's when I get escorted out. I'm down the road. I'm asking my grandma for a haircut, dude. I can't afford it, dude. That's awesome though. Was he sitting in the lobby or was he in a chair already? What was the story? Uh. As in where he got his haircut? No, I mean, we, like, we didn't run into each other. He right. actually said where he gets his haircut at today's oh. press conference because he came in looking slick. I mean, yeah. he, you know, gel or paste or whatever was in his hair. It was combed over, looking good. It was fresh. Nice. It was fresh. Mine's about a week old, so mm-hmm. not as fresh, but fresh. For sure. You For know. Sure. It's like, it? you know, I'm at the expiration date, <laughs> but I'm still good for another couple of weeks. Do you Are you a steadfast person every, like, month or every two weeks? About every six weeks. Nice. About every month and a half. Yeah. My hair grows really quickly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And when it gets long, it just, I don't think it looks good. You know, when I was a baby, I actually had a mullet. <laughs> and it wasn't intended to be a mullet. My hair was never cut as a mullet. That's just the way it grows. Joe Dirt, man. And... I have not had that haircut since. I don't think I could pull it off. I don't think I could grow that way. Either. I think you could pull off a mullet. I, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. It would you'd look cool. You'd look cool. You would look like a young Marty Janetti. Oh God. <laughs> I that's not good news. I'd rather be the uh, Shawn Michaels. He just had a dark side of the ring come out did. about him. I, I he did. I don't think I want to be Marty Janetti, no. although he's a legendary a legendary partier. <laughs> I couldn't keep up. So your grandma cuts your hair still, no, or you go somewhere? No, Did she used to? My mom used to cut my hair. I mean, pretty much through my whole childhood until I moved out of the house. My mom was cutting my hair. My like my grandma and mom were never good like that with like haircuts or nothing. 
Um, one year I grew a rat tail and I grew oh, it like God. all year. It was like 94. And the summers I would spend at my grandparents. And the day that we pulled up to my grandma's house, she had a friend with a pair of clippers there. And she was like, it's gone. Rat tail's gone. I was like, no. And she clipped it off, man. She said, nope, not going to happen. Everything I always asked my mom to do, she would do it when it comes to haircut. Yeah. In third grade, I asked for a bowl cut. She's like, cool. And I was like, because like that's what wrestlers were doing at the time, as in like you know like high school wrestlers or yeah. whatever, it were kids club or whatever. That's what they were doing is getting bowl cuts. I was like, you know what, I want to. I don't wrestle, but I want a bowl cut. And she's like, okay. And so she did it, and it was actually probably the best haircut she ever gave me. Did not need a bowl, an actual <laughs> bowl to make it look good. She just eyeballed the whole thing. Right. And it was. On. I I had my uh, school my fall uh, picture taken with. The bowl cut. Nice. And mom I'm like, Mom, good. never get rid of that. <laughs> never get rid of Dude, that. Dude, I have the saddest. It, it's such a lame, sad story. When I was in first grade, I had just seen uh, Ninja Turtles and Vanilla Ice was, you know, the uh, oh, yeah. Joe oh, Ninja yeah. rap. Yeah. And so he, was, he had the spiky hair with the lines in the side. And I was like, Mom, I have to get that haircut. And so we went to the place, and they cut it like that, put the so- lines on the side, but my hair wouldn't stay up. And I was oh, devastated, yeah. dude. It wouldn't stay up. And I go, I'm a loser. I'm an idiot. My, Here I am with lines in my hair. My hair's so thick, it just doesn't – I, I can't put it up in any way. You yeah, know what I mean? No, I just kind of flatten over to the side. You would no, need motor oil in order to – you would need camel fat in order to do that, just like Crisco. But none of the hair products they got are stand a chance. Welcome to the game. I am Mitch Fortner. David G here in studio with me on the other side. Training once again, AJ Sean, the board. And then we have uh, Troy Coverdale rocking the jeans and the uh, the uh, Birkenstocks today. I, I was like, I, I told Troy, I was like, you know what? He, he gave me the, I couldn't find my shoes. And believe me, I'm actually, it's kind of weird, but you lose your shoes sometimes. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. it happens. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very odd how easily that happens. And I'm, like, looking all over. I'm like, oh, they're on top of the TV stand. I don't know how they got up there. But sometimes they just end up in weird places. It's like, Troy, you actually pull it off quite well. I like it, dude. And the Birkenstocks, too. Like, that was, man, that was the thing for a long time. And that's kind of gone off. And they used to have a Birkenstocks place in Aggieville. Do you remember this place? Isn't it? Is it not still there? It's still there. Yeah, oh, my I think God. So. Shout out to them. That's amazing. AJ's is still there. You know, that's a great question. I didn't even know there was one there until yeah, Dave just mentioned sure. it. In between O'Malley's and like that, just that little alley, the little tiny alley. There yeah, was by a Sisters of Sound. Right yeah. next to Sisters of Sound. That's a man, I'm going down there tonight. Get me a couple brews and some Burks, you know? Brews and Burks. Oof. How is that not a 10K? I just gave somebody an idea, man. God dang it, now it's going to come out. All right, well, coming up in hour number two, we will hear from your QB1, Will Howard, fresh haircut and ready to lead the Cats to another Big 12 championship. But right before that in hour number two, we got to talk about QB2. I think that's a very interesting storyline as we got the or on the depth chart. So we'll break down scenarios and who should be that number two QB if that's a big if, guys. I hope it's a never, you know, true thing that actually happens. If something were to happen to Will Howard, mm. I, I would like, you know, for once, 
for the first time in forever, to have a QB that does not get hurt uh, during the season. Uh, coming up here now, we're number one. It's a Tuesday, so we'll have our latest, newest, freshest jabroni of the week. And Ooh. I want to talk about Khalid Duke and expectations in Khalid entering the 2023 season as we heard him talk to the media earlier today. Let's get some Chris Kleiman headlines or uh, highlights in here from earlier today at the Veneer Football Complex. Uh, we got one laugh uh the media did from a um, comment from Chris Kleiman earlier today when he was asked by D. Scott Fritchen, team mindset heading into game number one. To not to listen to the media. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of great expectations out there. And I appreciate all you guys throwing those high expectations on those guys um, because they've earned the right because of what they did last year. Uh, but now we have to go prove it on the field. How many times in the last 20 years, Deej, or maybe not 20, let's not go that far back, let's say the last 10 to 15, have you thought, you know, heading into the season, K-State is not getting the attention they deserve, the preseason ranking they deserve, the preseason Big 12 poll position they deserve? How often do you think that's happened in the last 10, 15 years? It's happened a number of times because on the other end, I'm always like, oh, we're getting too much attention, man. We're good. They're, they're overhyping us. They're going to lose the first three games. It's so it's either one or the other for me. I've never come in being like, yep, that's where I would pick the Cats, and they're getting the proper amount of respect. Never. Never. Well, I mean, this is now one of those years where that expectation has taken a big step, and now you're like – I mean, are we now getting to the expectations where we are thinking year in and year out, it's Arlington or bust? Right. And if you look at the preseason top 25, K-State ranks 16th. That's the highest in 19 years. K-State uh, picked to finish second in the Big 12 poll um, for the first time in forever. I don't know the last time K-State's been picked that high to finish in the – it's probably 2004. Mm-hmm. It may be the same time when they last won uh, the Big 12 uh, championship back in 2003. Of course, 2004 was not a great year. That was a 500 season, maybe 2012. Maybe that was a year that K-State maybe was picked in the top three. But honestly, I don't remember. But it is a different mindset. It, it certainly is. Um, and I'm, I'm always the fan of, yes, please disrespect K-State. Please <laughs> do that. Because I remember when I was a senior in high school, one of our coaches came in and said, Clay Center was picked to win the NCKL. I was oh, God. <laughs> I did not like that because it totally went to my head. Uh-huh. And I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure for a lot of other guys in that room, when we heard that, it kind of got to our heads a little Ugh. bit because kind of laid an egg that first game out against El Dorado. But anyway, I mean, that, that was a long time ago. Social <laughs> media is a lot different. You're hearing from the fans. Expectations are through the yin-yang about how good. I mean, how po- – I've been very little when it comes to negativity about what K-State can be in 2023. I'm very high on just about everywhere on this team with still some question marks. But I'm not like, oh, God, this could be really bad. It's pretty drama-free. I I think there's – at the very least, I mean, we've seen now, you know, the way the the depth chart is – the way it's looking right now. I mean, there's 23 players in that depth chart from the last two recruiting classes – um, you know, things are in an orderly fashion mm-hmm. and set up for success. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, some good news on the injury status of a certain player. 
We don't have anybody out long-term. Duffy's the one that I know is not going to play. We hope to have him back in the next couple weeks. And whether or not that is Troy, whether or not that's Missouri, it's going to be depending on how he uh, continues to progress. Uso is going to practice today, and I was not thinking that he would. We'll see how he can progress. He's been out a couple weeks, so we'll see what he can do. Daniel Green practiced yesterday. Keegan practiced yesterday. So we're gaining more and more bodies back. Having Uso practicing this week is pretty big. I I had thought when we initially heard about him being out, and that was a couple of weeks ago, that Uso, you know, he should play Saturday. But then as we got closer, it, it sounded like, well, maybe not, he, might, he might not. I mean, just kind of we'll see how it goes. Well, now that he's practicing, he was not listed in the depth chart, but that's because he wasn't expected to play, I guess, you know, when it was initially released. That could definitely change. And, I, and I've been saying this about Oos, and that is because he is, even though he's extremely talented, he's so inexperienced at this level, although he's had his opportunities, I don't want, I don't want him missing games. Mm-hmm. I don't want him missing these CMOs and these early games before Big 12 play starts. Um, but even if he is out, it's just more of an opportunity for you know Javon Carter, who hasn't played, um, and then um, – um, Damian Eli Leo, yeah, Manhattan, Manhattan High wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, to get some reps in there. But Daniel Green's going to play, uh, like you said, like Coach said, Christian Duffy at right tackle, not going to play on Saturday. Carver Willis will get his first career start. Uh, over to the running backs, was asked the question how he sees the carries being divided between Trayshawn and DJ. It's just going to depend on on uh, how the how the flow of the game's going. I'm going to let BA handle that. Brian, I think, is one of the best running back coaches in college football, and BA's done this a long time. And you know, whether it's hot hand, whether it's uh, plays we're calling, you know, Brian's got a great feel for what these guys really do. And and you're right, there's a number of guys that can carry the football and and protect and catch the ball out of the backfield. And so I'll leave that to BA, but BA's got a good plan for it. By the way, I'm an idiot sometimes. Javon Banks not. Javon Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javon Banks is going to play some nose guard for the Cats this year. That's a deep position. They're going to be fine, whoever plays. I'm I'm very happy about where that depth is on the defensive line. Meanwhile, running backs, that answer didn't surprise me. I think that's what we considered. It could be game by game. You never know. I mean, jump back to 2019 when there were three transfers that came in. K-State in that class and no running backs ready to go. And then you need running backs, and then it's all transfer portal transfer guys come in and it was definitely it was definitely running back by committee who, sure. or who was the hot hand who was the hot hand that day it's it's probably going to be potentially a different story game in and game out mm-hmm. I mean Trayshawn Ward could be the best guy against SEMO meanwhile against Troy the next week maybe it's DJ Giddens so although we do have a t- couple of different backs um I think K-State fans on Saturday we're going to see them both play will be impressed by both of their styles. We've seen DJ Giddens. I'm fully expecting a, a, an impressive Trayshawn Ward um, right out of the gate. Meanwhile, um, let's go to kicker for just a moment. This is a bit of concern for me. Uh, I'm not crazy worried about it, but Chris Kleiman made a comment about Chris Tennant today and about how he's been impressed with him the last couple of weeks. I see a more relaxed guy. He's kicking the ball really well, but I just see a guy with confidence, with belief that 
you know what? Um, he had a hiccup last year. Uh, he knows his ability. We all know his ability. Everybody on the team knows his ability. I- I'm excited for Chris, and I'm excited for Jack Bloomer. You know, Jack kicked a lot in 2020. Didn't kick as much uh, when Ty was really banging it, but Jack came back for his sixth year, and he's punted the ball really, really well. Speaking of another walk-on that's going to start for the Cats this year and Jack Bloomer, who's going to be punting, Chris Tennant, I, the, I, and I've said this before, the reason I'm worried is because he, he was missing long kicks over you know 39 yards last year. He was missing almost all the kicks. It, it, it was not good, especially when we really needed him, missing kicks against Iowa State. He missed two against TCU, and that's how he lost his job. That's how Ty Zintner took over. But now, you know, sometimes I just worry about these guys who lost their job the season prior, and now they jump back into, because of graduation, they jump back into that first string spot. They got to prove themselves all over again. I mean, I I don't blame anybody if they have a lack of trust right now in who's going to be kicking field goals. That's just going to have to prove itself. Chris Tennant has to step up, get over what happened previously, be ready to perform because he's going to be the guy unless he doesn't perform. And then Kleiman will most likely have to go to a freshman. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we could squeeze um, a couple more in. You know, these last couple of clips, I'm just going to play one. Chris Kleiman not thinking about red shirts because when you think about backup quarterbacks, Avery Johnson, that's a discussion we'll have at 510 about will he be the guy that jumps into a, you know, a position where we need a guy to play important downs if something happens to Will Howard. But it's also like, do you try to protect the red shirt and all that? I mean, that's a it's a different story for every player about the redshirt situation, but Kleiman's not thinking about that right now. But if you look at the two deep and I mentioned this number, I mean, there's 23 guys, according to my really quick count, 23 guys that inexperienced. Yes, but they're also in the two deep and they're a part of the last two recruiting classes out of high school. Mm-hmm. That that's just, <clears throat> I think compliments of the recruiting that K-State has done in the last couple of years. And because of depth, some questions here, wide receiver, secondary, linebackers. A lot of youth that they want to get experience for because you're also in a way planning for the future. Expect a lot of guys to play against SEMO. I think we'll play an awful lot of guys, partly because of uh, injury and partly because we just want to find out more about people, especially on special teams. There's a number of guys I want to see that aren't even listed on the depth chart. Chidi Obiizor is probably at the top of my list. A defensive end who's not listed on the two deep, but I think is no doubt going to play on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a true freshman, 6'6", six, six, and in, uh, uh, apparently he's an incredible athlete. Yes. I can't wait for him to just jump onto the scene and, and steal everybody's attention. And then Joe Jackson on the on the offensive side of the football, does he actually play third string running back? Does he jump Anthony Frias as a third-string guy, can he get himself into the rotation as a true freshman? I think he's somebody that emerges sooner rather than later, but we'll see on Saturday. Well, we'll continue uh, when we come back with more previewing the 2023 season. Again, game week. Game is uh, just a little over four days from now. And uh, when we come back, let's talk defensive end because I see big things this season for Khalid Duke. But how good could it be? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the K-Man Morning Show. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G., and A.J. Shaw. 537-1350, our phone number as we talk defensive ends here on the game. Um, just joking about the game. I, I remember that song from the K-Man Morning Show almost playing every single day. Um, but anyway. I felt like I was at a Green Bay Packers game. <laughs> they Ooh. play that song a lot at Lambeau. Very nice. Oh, Green Bay, that's lame. <laughs> That song's good. I mean, what? Just if you need a song, just play Seven Nation Army. Just play it. <laughs> well, you got to be unique. You know, you can't do what everybody does. Well, Seven Nation Army should be a last resort. I think that's a pretty overrated stadium song. Yeah, everybody just likes the the bass line. Don 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 man. Does that honestly get people pumped up? Like, does that get you pumped up? I, I remember, remember when I first heard that song, I was like, this is in- incredible. But now really? it's just, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And the video was cool, and it just was cool. I remember the video. It was a cool song, but now it's just like, God dang. Well, I think the video made me just, because I remember it would always play on mm-hmm. VH1. Mm-hmm. It was like in a top five or whatever every day. Yeah. And I, you know, it was during my rap phase. Uh, so it's a lot of rap videos, and then um, and then Seven Nation Army would come up by the White Stripes, and it's just the it's the same baseline over. And I just I kind of got sick of it. Yo, this is whack. I'm Mitch. You went through your rap phase. I'm like, when it, when are they gonna play Bone Crusher? <laughs> where's now, the, the latest? Where's the latest Luda track, dude? Been waiting all day, dude. Now Bone Crusher and Never Scared. Um, I went to, uh, they had, you know, the MMA thing in Junction City, you know, they had a couple years where they were doing big ones there every year. Um, and a guy came out to that song. I never scared. And I was like, what? This is awesome. And somebody next to me goes, man, everybody comes out to that song. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. It's still a great song. I never scared. You You remember when... Ron Prince, of course, was the coach, and instead of coming out to Crazy Train or whatever, um, it was the Trick Daddy version. Oh, that's right. I think it was called Let's Go. Yeah. Let's Go. But it sampled Crazy Train. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. I was like, okay, this isn't bad. I did like that adjustment to the intro. Right. It's like, we don't own that song. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like crazy train. Like, and things have to change. You can't play crazy train for the rest of your life. The the, the garage door would slowly open. Yeah. There would be some smoke coming out. Yeah. I think a couple of players, like one ran out with the American flag, another with the Kansas flag or something like that, like yeah. they were Texas. And then somebody ran out with the trick daddy flag. That was cool. 
<laughs> Couldn't top it. You guys are going to think I'm lame, but I still get fired up by Thunderstruck by ACDC. Oh, yeah. As man. a stadium oh, song? Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. As a, if, I'll play it right now. I'll yeah. get fired up. I, I get fired up every time I hear that song. I don't care how many times it's been played. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Well, K-State, like, the guy who's in charge of the music has asked me for like some third down music recommendation. I was like, well, I, I threw some at him a, a year or two ago, and it, ha- it was like some rustling tracks. I thought, this would be perfect. Yeah. And I threw a Slayer song. At, uh, there was some Pantera in there. But uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying to come up with like some better, like, they, they, I guess they want more like wrestling sound, like metal sounding songs for pump up music for third downs when we're on defense. So I'm mm-hmm. still boggling my mind about what would make. It's got to be perfect, of course. What I mean, about just, for <laughs> whom the bell tolls? <laughs> if I were to go Metallica, like that's not that's not terrible. If I were to go to Metallica, hmm, Master of Puppets. There's a lot, but Master of Puppets. It's a good one. I think it also has to be a recognizable song, uh-huh. like somewhat recognizable. Uh-huh. And Master of Puppets is a pretty big one. It is a biggie. That Seek and Destroy is another one that you could you could throw in there. That's a good one. You're, the, the, I thought that Slayer and Pantera like combination that they did last year on your recommendation worked fantastic. I saw people bobbing their head. I mean, they weren't because it's like if you played the song just regularly played it people go who is this metallica you know and you go no you idiot but as a background kind of pump up for third down situation people were into it people were definitely into it well it wouldn't be third down you know it's third down it wouldn't be that without clutch defensive linemen defensive ends getting around the edge making a fool of an offensive tackle yep. and getting in that backfield. Highlights. And sacking Max Duggan or Hunter Deckers, even though his career might be over. Yikes. Right. Tyler Shuck. Mm-hmm. Jalen Daniels. Yeah. Is as Hopefully that first Big 12 game, John Rice Plumley. <laughs> oh, that's who plays for no way. For UCF? John oh, Rice okay, Plumlee. okay, okay, okay. I who thought you, you said think? he played for uh, Southeast Missouri. I was like, no oh, way, no, 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 dude. No. No, no, Wait, no. what? Where have I been? That's Paxton DeLorent. Yeah, okay. Paxton DeLorent. DeLorent, you going down, boy. The conversation I wanted to have is, and I brought this up briefly with Wyatt yesterday, and that is with Khalid Duke now jumping back to defensive end. Last year was playing some outside linebacker. Now he's back to defensive end. Do you think he could be just as good, better, or slightly when we're talking statistically behind Felix Ndike Uzama. That is a tough presence to replace. Will a player like Khalid Duke get double teamed as much as, or as as much as Felix? I don't think so. I think it, it would depend on what K-State's showing the opposing offense, you know, defensively, you know, take what the defense gives you or whatever. But I, I've seen what Khalid Duke can do defensively when he's a defensive end. I think he is at home when he plays defensive end. I think this is where he's naturally meant to play. Khalid is a big guy. 6'4", 246. I mean, he's very close, actually, to the size of Felix Andy DK Uzama when he got his measurements uh, to go play in the NFL at the NBA, or the, uh, the NBA, the NFL Combine. Very similar numbers. Athleticism, Khalid Duke is there. Is he as nasty as Felix Indy Dickey Uzama? I think he can be. When it comes to 
Can Khalid Duke go out there and get eight and a half sacks? Can he force some fumbles? Quarterback pressure. Break double teams. And still find numbers that Felix had? I think absolutely. I think there's no doubt in my mind. Because if you look back at previous years for Khalid Duke, like he doesn't have the numbers that would jump out and say, wow, this has been a dominant defensive end. When he played previously at DN, I mean, he had a couple of sacks. He had three last year. When he played DN, they were all in one game. But he was also younger. I mean, in 2019, he had a couple of sacks. He had one sack in 2020, two in 2021. I mean, we've seen some instances, but he was also not your first-string guy. It's now his time to be first-string as a defensive end. I base this on, off of athleticism, his size, quickness. I mean, everything you could list as fundamentals – measurements, whatever, for a defensive end? Can he be just as nasty as Felix and D.K. Uzama? My answer is absolutely. Absolutely. Khalid Duke can only be that player. I think it's also needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you lose you know, over half of your sacks from last year with a, 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 a number of guys. Felix is most of that with eight and a half last year. Some shoes to fill? Absolutely. But just from a taste of last year and what we know already about Khalid Duke, I mean, this kind of expectation was thought of him a couple of years ago. And now this is his time to shine. I absolutely expect it. Absolutely. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, But you're wrong. You're dead wrong. I'm sorry. Wow. Khalid Duke did have those expectations a couple years ago because he is a handful. 6'4", 246. And I mean, he's just, he's grown as he's been here. Uh, you can just see it on the field. It's tough to play against him, but he's not as an explosive as an athlete as Felix is. He's not a game changer. He's a two sack, three sack kind of guy. He's a solid football player, but he's, there's no way he gets close. It's, it's going to be a, like a defensive end by committee if we're going to fill those shoes of King Felix. Khalid Duke. Love him. Great guy. No. If he was that, he would have been that. Even with the injuries, like Sands injuries, it's a lot of like I, I keep hearing on social medias, various medias, like a Cal and Stanford keep making these cases for um, their, like ESPN's using them as leverage against the ACC, all this stuff. If you, if you were wanted, you would have already been taken. You know, like, you're still there for a reason. Khalid Duke is here for a reason. He wasn't, he didn't break out, and he's not going to break out. I love him, but no, there will be someone else that, that steps up. So that is a hot take. Uh-huh. That yeah. is a hot take. KD, I mean, and, you know, would I... The real hot take is that I wouldn't say it to his face, but he is a hell – I mean, he's really a fantastic athlete, but no. I mean, I was standing next to him He's a monster. earlier today. And I, even though he does have similar – I mean, very similar measurements, height and weight as Felix, I would have sworn he's bigger mm-hmm. than Felix. He just seems that way. He just has a much bigger presence, in my opinion, as a short 5'5 guy than Felix does. So because of that, I mean, do you feel like K-State's pass rush is going to take a step back this season because Felix – because, I mean, that that's an argument that some people have made. It's like, okay, you don't have Felix, you have Deuce. I mean, can you be as good as last year? 
Well, that's one area we can look at that. Felix is an All-American. He is in the NFL now. He is a, he's a first-round guy to the Chiefs. He went to his hometown team. I mean, I think he could statistically just as be as good of a like a big of a stud as Felix can. But if you're not, if you say Khalid can't live up to the hype, I can't help but look at it as if the pass rush is going to take a big step back. I think we're gonna we're gonna spread out the stat. We're gonna spread out the sacks. Um, when you have a guy that impacts the game like Felix did. Yeah, I think naturally you take a slight step back. It's just that guy was tackling people when he was being blocked into the ends. I mean, like the guy, his tape is insane. You know, some of the things that he was able to do, uh, I don't think we'll see for a long time, for a very long time. But I do think that the guys that are on the defensive ends, linebackers, even some interior guys are going to have some special traits that are, are going to continue to make this defense and the defensive line pretty pretty spectacular. I, th- I think they're still going to be very solid. I think they're going to create pressure. They're going to be tough to deal with. It's going to be it's not going to be fun to play K State. It's not going to be fun, but they are going to miss that superstar. They will miss him. Just the way it goes. I can hear you on sacks being spread out. For sure. I mean, I mean for sure. I, you know, Brandon Mott had six last year. Nate Matlack, he only had two this last year, but he was hurt all year. I mean, he's expected to really break out this season, I and I fully expect it. Um, but wow, man, you kind of shocked me with that take because I think you're the first that really went after that that side of the argument that Khalid Duke cannot be as good as Felix. I, I mean, can be. It's like I mean, I'm not saying like I'm not saying Khalid's going to be a first round draft pick, right? I mean, you can have really solid defensive end numbers and not be a first-round draft pick. Yeah, he can go undrafted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, numbers-wise, I think he can get there. Like, eight sacks would not shock me at all. So, give me a number then. I mean, I'll put you on the spot for Khalid Duke. Sacks in 2023. Over-under? Four. Four. I think it's four. I just like I said, if you were gonna be the guy, you would have been, and that that it's it's like he's a solid football player that's gonna cause some problems. He's gonna have some great games, but four is my over under, and I would take uh, under for sure, for sure, four. I gotta sure. disagree with you, but I, I hope you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Me I too. hope you're wrong. Me too. That's the thing. Me too. I hope the guy has twelve, and I hope that he says, look. I, you know, Kleiman said, don't listen to the media. I hope he writes on his wristbands DG and a line through them and maybe like some arrows pointing at my name. I hope he has my face up there on his his locker and he like punches it as he goes out to play and I'd motivate him to go get a ton of sacks. I, I will take it. I'll take that for K-State Nation if that happens, but I don't think so. After that, we got to move on. Oof. Am I going to get Jabroni of the week? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Oh! It might be a dishonorable. We haven't played any games yet. Cats haven't played. Uh, yeah, yeah. If Khalid game one <laughs> yeah. gets four sacks, or, oh my God. I probably have to put you at least a dishonorable mention. <laughs> Way to step out there and have a hot take. It's been a while. Yeah. Let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, reminder, still coming up in hour number two, we're going to talk quarterbacks, backups, Jake Rubley versus Avery Johnson. Will Howard talked to the media earlier today as well. But coming up next, it's Tuesday. You know what that means? New Ju- a new Jabroni of the Week after these words. Are we? 
Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You jabronis hit the jackpot. That Hollywood brand jabroni, Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this jabroni's name? Jabroni of the week. I can't get over DG in that last segment that Khalid Duke won't be, you know, four sacks Khalid Duke. Please, at least double that. At least. You've seen him play. I have seen him You've play. You've seen how athletic he, he is, is and how long he is he's and how a, nasty he can be. He's a big man. I hope he doesn't listen because I don't want to get beat up, but he wouldn't. But he's a he's a wildcat, so he wouldn't beat me up, but he would debate me and destroy me. And he would show me tape on how, he's like, see how effective I am against, you know, this type of offense. But I just don't see it happening. Not, not as good as King Felix, man. Sorry. There's a reason we called him King. This is the king. Well, it's because he had six sacks in one game. Yeah. You know. That was amazing. One game made him explode. That was amazing. I, I think Lee could have himself a big game, you know, that really takes Dude, his stock to the to the moon. I hope he do, I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope I'm dead wrong. All right, here we go. My new Jabroni of the Week. Three dishonorable mentions, and then we will culminate with my brand new Jabroni of the Week. My first dishonorable mention is going to go to a like eleven year old kid with a plastic shovel. Don't have a name for him. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But um, so this goes back to a high school football game that this it was this past weekend in Arizona, and uh, the home team named Queen Creek has a real horse as the mascot. They trot the horse out to the fifty yard line for the national anthem. The horse, <laughs> the person riding the horse, is holding the American flag. Well, while the horse was out there, it decided to go number one. And so that delayed the game for a little while. The, here's the strategy for Queen, uh, Queen Creek to get this all cleaned up. They sent an 11-year-old kid out with a plastic shovel. Oh, boy. Not with a bucket, not with anything else. Just a plastic shuffle, and he's just shoveling. He's just basically, like, scooping it up. And pushing all the, you know, number one around midfield. Oh, gross! That's Spreading all they out. did Ugh. as a, as to to try to clean all this up. I don't think it did any good. No, but they somehow got it resolved, or at least good enough. You know, air quote there. Oh, it looks good enough. And they rolled on with the game. And by the way, Queen Creek lost <laughs> 39-35 because they didn't want to get close to midfield. No. That's their strategy. They're like, let's try to gross out the other team. It's, uh, our field's just filled with poor, you know what? Sorry, guys. They turn that offense into an air raid real quick. Just Ayo. try to launch it over uh, <laughs> over the midfield. Uh, my next dishonorable mention. I'm going to go with Miami Dolphins cornerback Eli Apple. Uh oh. Uh, because apparently he's got some baby mama drama. <laughs> so he was, I guess, with this Instagram model by the name of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Just one word, one name, Destiny. Uh-oh, you're um, in trouble now. And um, she's had three different kids. She's had three kids, all with different dads, uh, who are all NFL players. And she's not happy with the latest baby daddy by the name of Eli Apple. So according to Destiny, her son needed a blood transfu- transfusion during the pregnancy, Uh-oh. and Eli refused um, despite being a direct match. And Boo. she goes on to claim that Eli Apple would send her some nasty messages via DMs after the child was born. It's ugly. It really is. So what she decided to do last week is to go on Instagram and basically put this thread out there 
for opposing players that Eli will play this season. She said on Instagram, quote, if you play against my baby dad this season, please go for the knees. Maybe a hammy. Number 33 for the Dolphins. I'll gladly, what's the app here, Zelly? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Z-E-L-L-E. Yeah. Zelly, you back any fines. She's willing to pay somebody Dang. for injuring that baby daddy. Dang. Yeah. Well, when you mess with the little kid, man, moms, they don't play around. But come on, man. What's up, dude? The, ba- the baby needs, the, you know, the baby needs the blood transfusion. Let's go. My last dishonorable mention, I'm going to go with uh, Spanish soccer president, or uh, Spain <laughs> soccer president, Luis Rublalis. I don't know. Uh, I should have looked up these pronunciations <laughs> earlier. But anyway, at the end of the World Cup, he, uh, the chick that won the game hit the uh, the uh, scored the game winning goal. There we go. Yeah. Uh, he kissed her unsolicited on the lips after the match. Oh, I saw. Spain this. won one nil against England in the World Cup final. And he kissed her on the lips. FIFA was like, not gonna happen. I thought this was a weird suspension. Ninety days. <laughs> 90 day, that, that is an odd suspension <laughs> for me. They're like, we don't even play in but, the next 90. But they also told him to refrain through himself or third parties from contact or attempting to contact the professional player of the Spanish national football team. Um, and absolutely no close contact. Like, don't even be anywhere near her. Wow. For 90 days. Good. You can't do that, man. You just can't do absolutely that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, not. Uh, what... what and what was it? Was it the World Cup, you said? It was the World Cup. Oof. Right there on the grand stage he, in front of everybody. He goes, I know I can't do that, but hey, it was the World Cup, so do I get a pass on that? No, you don't. But finally, my jabroni of the week before we take our break is going to go to, and again, I don't have the name for this person, but Benjamin E. Mays High School football coach. This is in the Atlanta area. <laughs> so Saturday, that particular football team faced off against Douglas County. They were in a series of contests that were called uh, the Great Atlanta Bash. So according to a local news affiliate there in Atlanta, they lost the game 48-42, so by one score. And towards the end of the game, this was actually captured on the stream or on TV, wherever it was being broadcasted, the coach, this particular coach, is just laying into this particular player. Again, I don't have any names, but I mean, this is like some real butt chewing. Mm-hmm. Like this kid costs him the game or something, and he's it, it is you know it, it's a major butt chewing. But he took it too far. He punches the kid in the stomach. God. I mean, it was a real quick, like, Floyd Mayweather speed pop. Yeah, it was a pop. And the kid, like, wants to no-sell it, but then it, like, knocked the wind out of him, so he bends over, he's at a 90-degree angle, and he's, like, really hurting. Well, appropriately, this coach has been fired. He was fired the next day. Can't do that. No investigation. The video was all they needed to see. Coach was fired almost on the spot. Good. Don't put your hands on somebody. In football, they allow that. They allow you to get in on somebody and get after them. Why is that not good enough? Why are you going to hit the guy? Come on. Coming up in hour number two, Jake Rubley or Avery Johnson for the number two quarterback. Plus, we'll hear from Will Howard, and so is your local news coming up after the break.
Blueville Nurseries Horticulture. We talk in Felix into DK 